Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Today we are speaking with Andre W.K. Roop. Andre is a funeral director and supervisor at Roop Funeral Home in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania. Andre is a 1994 graduate of Mifflinburg Area High School. He attended Washington and Jefferson College and obtained an associate's degree in 1996. He then became a 1997 graduate of Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Andre completed his funeral internship at Bogan Wolf Funeral Home in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. Andre lives in Pennsylvania with his wife, Ellie, and daughter, Monroe. Please check out Roop Funeral Home's website at www.roopfuneralhome.com. That's R-O-U-P-P funeralhome.com. And check out their Facebook page as well. everyone and thanks for joining us today as we live and grieve together. Today's guest is Andre Roop who owns Roop Funeral Home in Pennsylvania. So welcome Andre. Hello thank you for having me. Absolutely we appreciate you being here. He's going to speak to us today about a very interesting topic. We all need to know sometimes you know what should I say what shouldn't I say But along that vein, he's going to talk to us about five very important things that we should tell our grieving relatives. First, though, before we get into the number one, Andre, would you tell our listeners just a little of your background, please? Sure. Um, I'm owner and funeral director here at the Roop Funeral Home in in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, a town where I grew up and graduated high school and and have family here. I went to... uh, Graduated Mifflinburg High School in 94 and attended Washington and Jefferson College and then graduated from Pittsburgh Institute of Mortuary Science and then completed an internship in Pittsburgh before returning home. Okay. And how long have you been in the funeral business? 97, eight, uh, so we're at uh, 23 years. Okay. <laughs> Already. Wow. Uh, Time flies, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> okay. This topic, five important things we should tell our grieving relatives. Do I have it correct? That you have it right. Okay. That we need to be prepared to talk to our grieving relatives about. So on that note, let's start with number one. So, you know, it's in the headline, you know, is um, grieving relatives. And, you know, this, this certainly could be any friend that is grieving, but often during the grieving process, you know, you you really lean on those that are close with you and family. And as close as you may be with your blood relatives, it is still difficult to understand what they may be going through. And as much as you want to help, as much as you love them and, and want to help, it's sometimes a block. What do I say? Um, So uh, this hopefully is helpful. And with number one, what we we would suggest is to offer that you are very sorry for their loss. 
and if needed, that you are here to listen. And I really believe that the big word in that is listen. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's not to, to step in and offer, uh, lots of answers, but, uh, but to listen to, to what your loved one is feeling at this time. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And actually, if people think about it, it makes it much easier because I'll, we all kind of stumble over that. Oh, what do I say? What do I say? And depending on what you say and the tone when you say it, it could be received well or it could be received differently. But if all we have to do is approach them with a slight smile and a, a sad face and just listen, that makes it easier for us. Right. I think the approach is huge. You know, uh, I think that a, a, a hug is big. Um, I think that, you know, crying is okay. And just the offer of I'm here if you need me and I'm here to listen right. is, is a great offer and just, just a comforting note right. to start. You know, moving into to number two is during this grieving time, you know, it may be shortly after the time of death. It may be between the time of death until the time of the funeral or maybe days after the funeral. And often life around you for the grieving person just kind of stops. Yes, it does. You know, you, you, you don't worry about paying your bills, um, washing your dishes at home or doing your laundry. Um, even making meals is difficult. Mm-hmm. So for number two, for a, a great suggestion is what can we do to help? What may I do to help? Right. And it might be something as little as, you know, stopping by the house and looking over a pet or child, child care for some time. And just knowing that there's somebody there that, that has got my back <laughs> and that I, right. I, there's all of a sudden the world is just overwhelming right. that I have help, that I can call on somebody to help. Yeah. And for the grieving person to know that you're not burdening your family or friends by asking. You know, and I, I need a little help here. And that's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I remember after my husband died, my younger daughter was up from Texas visiting. So I had her company. But after the funeral and after she returned to Texas, there were a few days here and there that just out of the blue, someone would call me mm-hmm. just to touch base and say, how are you doing? Stephanie, of course, was there for me all the time. She would check on me during the day with a text message or a phone call or something like that. And that is, I can say this for sure from personal experience, that is so comforting because not only do you feel that someone cares at that period of time, sometimes you wonder because you feel so alone. And those times, those little instances, and then there was someone else who just sent me a greeting card once a week for the first three months Mm -hmm. after my husband died. And I began to look forward to those cards, just had a sweet little one or two sentence comment on it and everything. But I knew that somebody, somebody cared. That continued uh, support is very important. Uh, yeah. It doesn't end after the day of the funeral. Uh, no. Your grief in, in many cases will heighten and, mm-hmm. and, and really good days and really bad days. Yeah. yeah. Um, in those check-ins, uh, one note that I would say, and one that we, uh, try to help here at the funeral home as well, are anniversaries, yes. anniversary weeks, the, the, the yes. birthdays, 
uh, holidays, mm-hmm. Father's Day, Mother's Day, the, yes. the anniversary of the death even. Mm-hmm. All of those are really important. And I didn't really notice that until I lost my father. Um, when my father died, uh, it was a year later. It was the week of when he had passed. And I felt it. I felt it. Uh, you know, it just it was building. Yeah. And I'd never experienced that. Yeah. yeah, that was, you know, I'd lost a parent and I was uh, experiencing it. And so those anniversaries are big ones as well. Definitely. I tend to be the person too that isn't in the beginning. I'll, you know, offer my condolences and, you know, I'm here if you need to talk. I'll just listen, no judgment. But I'm more that person like three months oh, after to say, hey, how you doing? I was thinking about you because. Yes. Everybody in the very beginning is right there for you. And then weeks, a month or whatever goes by and then then it's it's quiet. And that's when the numbness starts to wear off, too. And that's when you need it the most. That's very important. um, The time and 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 that kind of leads into my number three is that number three for us is you're in our thoughts and prayers. Okay, and that is a word that you just said was, hey, I was thinking about you. Right. Right. And that boy, what that, when to hear that as, as someone in grief, wow, that right, they're thinking exactly. about me, that that exactly. I'm not alone here, yeah, is is really huge. And knowing the for those that 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 have that belief of the power of prayer for your family and 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 those that have passed is important as well. That knowing that someone is praying for you, knowing that someone's thinking about you, right, very important. Yep. Very important. You're absolutely yep. right. Especially those little calls, comments, cards, whatever, mm-hmm. out of the blue. That's really important. It doesn't have to be expected at all. Just the thought that all of a sudden, right, 2.07 in the afternoon, somebody was thinking <laughs> right. about me. Yeah. You know, that, that really Very resonates. Good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Yep. Number four for items to express to a grieving family member and to share a, share a memory. Yes. Share a memory of an experience that you had with that person's loved one. Yeah. It may be something extremely sincere and personal. Maybe it's something light, but it might even be something that this person grieving didn't even know anything about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. wow, my 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 father or my mother or my grandmother, wow, she did that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So sharing memories. Even listening to um, those that are grieving, maybe sharing memories of mm-hmm. what they had with their loved one, super yeah. important. Yeah, that, and that, that does help as well. And we've had other guests on our show that say, it seems so many times after the funeral and after time goes by, you never hear your loved one's name anymore. Mm-hmm. So in those memories, it can be a great conversation starter, and it can help the person who's grieving immensely just to hear their loved one's name spoken aloud. And also it can trigger for that grieving person more memories that they might want to tell you about. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're in a conversation that is helping so, so much. Right. It's, it's, uh, it, it really gives joy, brings joy. I know that this, my personal experience is, you know, someone expressing fun stories or great stories about my grandfather Mm -hmm, and what, what joy it brings to your heart um, of 
that he left a legacy of of, of that with others, exactly. some of my good exactly. friends. Yeah, yeah. And when you mentioned hearing their name, uh, what the very powerful. Yeah, we have a hold a memorial service at the end of each year for those mm-hmm. families that we've served, mm-hmm. and we read each name aloud. Right. And when that name is read, um, you see many that are affected by it, that, that emotionally will come out that year that my yes. father passed. I listened to my own father's name being read mm-hmm. and yeah. I had the same power, you know, it was Absolutely. just yeah. so emotionally deep Absolutely. that it's, it's, it's not something that you would normally think. No, right. It's very powerful. Right. Very powerful. It is indeed. Number five for us uh, that we've discussed is really expressing to to your family uh, member how much the person who passed, how much they love. Mm-hmm. You know, they loved you and your family so much. Mm-hmm. The love that is is shared and and maybe not even expressed all the time between you know family members to hear that they loved you so much. Mm-hmm. I had uh, the funeral of my grandfather, a family member from out of town came to me and he said, you know, to me, and I remember these words, this was uh, 20 years ago. And he said, you were the apple of his eye, you know, and, and that, you know, that just made me feel so good. I was very mm-hmm. proud to be a grandson at that time. To him. I always was. But to hear how much you were loved by by that your, your family members is, is again a big important part of all of that grieving and feeling of yeah. love. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just opening up the conversation is like the whole point of our podcast and things like this is make it a normal conversation, normal part of conversation. And it's not something that, oh, geez, I don't know if I should mention it or, you know, it's yeah. just make mm-hmm. it, it's open conversation. Just talk about it. And it, it's, I think too, especially the last, you know, number four and number five is like my boys were um, lucky enough to know my grandmother pretty well. And, um, but, you know, still to tell stories and for them to hear it. And even me, when I'm in my forties, if my mom tells a story about my grandmother, I may not have remembered it or I could have forgotten, but it just brings it back back to the front of my brain to hear it again and go, oh Yeah. You know, it's just nice to kind of for the kids to hear those memories and things like that. Just keep bringing them up and it just kind of keeps their spirit alive, I think. It does. And instant connection with post-it notes from my mother. Everybody knows the significance of that. Yep. Yep. And for for my late husband, hot sauce. Yep. So, you know, and I hear hear stories about that all the time. I actually encounter one of his friends. Was walking through the mall yesterday with Nathan, mom, and we passed by this store called Pepper Place. And it was just all hot sauces. And I, it just made me smile. I was like, oh, Tom. (laughs) You better. Boy, I'm glad that store wasn't open when he was alive. Right? Because whenever we went on trips, we almost always had to buy an extra bag. Yep. Because he would buy, if he had ran across a bottle of hot sauce that he had never seen before, mm-hmm. he had to buy it. Mm-hmm. He had to have it. So when I was cleaning out cupboards, I cleaned out a cupboard and a half of hot sauce bottles, <laughs> most of which were expired and never opened. <laughs> 
but he had them. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, but that it always makes me smile or laugh yeah. when I hear that. Yeah. And to hear other people, his friends, his his veteran buddies in the chapter, whatever, somebody almost always mentions Tom and Hot Sauce, right. <laughs> and it will make me smile every time. Those so. triggers, those triggers are fun. Uh, yep. the, 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 those situations, the hot sauce, that's great. Yeah. Uh, and and for for many the situation may be similar those triggers that mm-hmm. uh, their their spouse has passed and they're maybe exactly. uh, shopping grocery shopping something's yeah. oh, some grocery and oh my gosh I have to get well no you know that yeah. that would be something I would get for my husband okay. and my wife right. mm-hmm. um, and just triggers of traveling or seeing somebody exactly and I guess I guess it's important for me to really use it as a as a gift I think those triggers are are good that you can take a minute and uh, remember some, some fun times. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Memories. Absolutely. Just a, just a couple of, you know, when you also mentioned about even in this, just speaking very comfortably and, and not have to feel like you're forcing anything. I mean, I think it's important to, to just know that you don't as a loved one need to force anything on anybody Absolutely. that's grieving. Right. Not, you don't need to really force your time on them. You don't need to force yeah any religion on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, if they were to ask, you may share, but I, I think that it's, or, or force your own experiences because my experience with my grandfather and my father, I'm guessing is way different than right. your experience Definitely. with your father or, right. or husband. Definitely. And so I'm not going to say, Oh, I know exactly what you're going through. Right. Oh, yeah. I have no I, idea what you're going through. This is what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. I have strict those things out of my vocabulary and memory and everything like that. You, right. you absolutely do not want to say those things. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the start here, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just let them know that you're there to listen. Mm-hmm. And you'd love to hear some of their memories mm-hmm. of their loved one. Early on, we also, uh, Andre, you mentioned too, that it doesn't necessarily have to be a grieving relative. It could be a close friend, anybody you care about. And my network is growing all the time. So these things can apply. But I want to take it from another perspective. Since you're in the funeral business, I'm sure there have been times that there may have been family members involved, that there was a little bit or a lot of tension or conflict among. Do you have any suggestions for people when they encounter something like that? If they go to calling hours, for example, and there's brothers and sisters and they're just all this tension. Do you have any suggestions, those instances, maybe not what we might say, but how we might act? Sure. That is more common than you may think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to think about it, but yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's, it's common. All of our families, I'm guessing, have a little bit of that stuff, Right. Yep. unfortunately. And it can make for a very uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. if you were paying respects as a friend mm-hmm. and there's tension. Right. I think that less might be more in this case again and uh, stating that I'm here for you, thinking about you, however I may help. But I, I think uh, not to force any comments or... Um, <laughs> You don't want to put any fuel to the fire, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. Again, it's better to say nothing at all. (laughs) 
yeah. and just just go quietly and look at photos or sit down quietly. Maybe they'll think you're praying or something. Yes. And divert the attention a little bit, maybe exactly. divert the attention from uh, the, tense, the tense moment to right. something a little bit uh, uh, less. And, right. And, and I'm sure that would be greatly appreciated as well right. by a family member if they get a little bit of respite from that mm-hmm. situation and that tension. And above all, I would say, don't try to fix it. <laughs> Just stay out of it because chances are the entire situation is truly exacerbated by the fact that everyone's grieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, there's. You're exactly right. The um, you know, it could be tense. The anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, er, each family member could be grieving different, right? Sure. In, or at a different part of their grieving process, right? And so when all of that collides, sometimes mm-hmm. it just you just need some time right. um, for maybe the dust to settle a little bit until family can come back and have a little bit more of a, a clear mind right. and setting to express maybe a little bit more about their loved one and what good. the situation was. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, these, these five points have been very, very helpful. It kind of, it's a great summary of something here and there, little snippets from so many guests. Right. You know, they've introduced this comment or that comment. So this was a great way to kind of tie them all together. Yeah. And it, to me, for me, it resolves that question about how do I act when I go to calling hours right. or what do I say? What do I do? Mm-hmm. So this is this is great for giving those ideas. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, Andre, I want to offer you a bit of time to tell our listeners about your organization or even about some very important fact that you want people to know either as they have to go to a funeral home for services to make arrangements and everything for someone who has died, or if there's anything that they can do ahead of time that might ease the situation for family that's left behind, so to speak. Sure. So we have a great team uh, here at Root Funeral Home, and I I rely on all of their great help. And they are all members of our community. And so as members of our community lose a loved one, we hope that they feel extremely comfortable calling us and moving forward in that process. And we'll do, uh, we come together and and do all that we can to assist with that. And we do encourage Mm -hmm. pre-planning and there are so many levels of pre-planning. It could be something as simple as an individual coming in and expressing some of their wishes uh, maybe that recording some of their vital statistics that would be necessary for mm. uh, the time of that maybe family wouldn't even know uh, where do idea. I get this information. Yeah, I never thought of that one. That's a and, good idea. You know, it, it could be uh, as extensive as recording the information, expressing wishes, mm-hmm. and collectively coming up with what is this going to cost and right. pre-funding. And mm-hmm. that this pre-funding is now taking the burden, financial burden, off of any family that mm-hmm. for final expenses. And that you may continue to, to live and uh, know that it's taken care of and no burdens mm-hmm. is, is, is there for family. Okay. And that we are, it really is happening more and more. And the comments and, and responses that we're getting from families that have pre-funded is just like, I'm so glad 
so glad that we've taken care of this or that mom took care of this. Yes. And they may not even have known. Yes. Um, they're great. We have great resources on our website, roopfuneralhome.com, uh, for pre-planning. There's pre-planning guides. There are uh, lots of grief sort of resources that those that are grieving or children that are grieving, you have grieving children after a loss, whether it's after a grandparent or a, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, children grieve differently and yes. process grief so much differently uh, than adults. So we have lots of resources there. So I, I invite you to those listeners to check out our website and what we offer. And of course, with any questions, could contact us, speak with me personally or any of my staff to assist you. Okay. That sounds great. Again, we thank you so much, Andre, for giving us this nice format yeah. for these questions and these responses and everything. It's it's truly helpful, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it, too. We're going to wrap up for now. So, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope you take it to heart. And I hope also that it eases some of that burden about, what am I going to say? Because I never know what to say. And then we, we let slip out of our mouth, and I'm sorry. That sounds very awkward. So, next week, we'll have another guest. We'll have some other perspective, some other slant. And our entire goal is to make death a topic for conversation that can be discussed a little bit easier. And I hope as you listen and continue to listen, you're experiencing that for yourself. Maybe even as you tell somebody else about this wonderful podcast you listened to (laughs) that talked about EAM or finger tapping or whatever the topic was. So until next week, listeners, thanks for tuning in. And have a good week as we all live in grief. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? Please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.